Wildfire Concepts presents Seven Figure Furnace Digital Marketing Discussions with Internet Made Millionaires with your host, Cindy Donovan. In this episode number 15, I interview Matt Ford, who has been an internet marketer for longer than me, doing everything from direct sales to affiliate launch management, and most recently being the go-to guy when it comes to Facebook marketing. During this episode, Matt shares from his experience managing Facebook promotions leading to millions of dollars of product sales. We go into depth about how to create customer audiences. So to your audience, it feels like you've spent a massive budget when in reality, you are just doing some really clever targeting. We talk about the three tricks to avoid having your Facebook ad account ban, how to make Facebook ads that convert, and how to sequence for ultimate automation and engagement and a whole lot more. Matt, it is so great to have you here and I know you have a lot to share, so we're just going to dive straight in here. Um, You've told me heaps about custom audiences um, for people who are doing Facebook marketing. Obviously, Facebook marketing is where things are at if you want to try and build your audience or get a whole lot of traffic to things really fast and um, you're going to teach us some stuff. So let's talk a bit about custom audiences. Um, Lots of our audiences might be familiar, but your approach is a little bit different than the way that you use custom audiences. So why do you want to build them? How do you, how do you build custom audiences? That's a, that's a really great question. And thank you, by the way, for the great introduction, Cindy. I absolutely (laughs) love your podcast. And it, and if you're listening and you're not subscribed, you need to do that right now. So make sure you do that before you go any further. Thanks, um, Matt. <laughs> sure, it's awesome. So one of the things about custom audiences is we're going to talk about a couple of different sources. So one is like really adding that custom audience pixel to your website, your lead capture pages, your websites, and then dialing those in by URL. The other, though, that you can really take advantage of, and I'm going to make an assumption that everyone – listening to this either has some kind of list. So if you're maybe have a mom and pop shop and you just have a fishbowl where people write down their names and phone numbers, you can actually target people based on their phone numbers in a custom audience. But the easiest way is just to simply import your email list. So once you do this, now you really need to stand and stand out in front of this audience because what happens is, right? You buy a product, you're on one list then you're like, Oh, I'm getting emails. So you buy another thing pretty soon. If I showed you my inbox, like I don't delete emails, but I'm seriously on, I have like 500,000 emails in my inbox. So if you send me an email, if I send me an email, I may not even find it, right? So you have to stay in front of your audience at all times. So one of the easiest and most cost-effective ways of doing this is, for example, if you sell software, right? Um, like a lot of people listening to this right now, maybe selling software, they're in the JVZoo marketplace or ClickBank or whatever. You're selling software, take your demo videos and start running those to your custom audiences. Or if you're comfortable on camera as you are to, you know, shoot videos and run those to your audiences. Because what happens is it's really interesting. It's like inception, right? People don't know how the ideas and concepts really get into their head, but they know they're in there. So it builds like and trust, right? Like, um, exactly. What was it? You know, in like the pickup community, right? What they figured out was like, if it takes like three dates to get to the girl to come home with you, 
instead of like trying to schedule like Monday, Wednesday, Friday and have a great weekend, what they would figure out is, is that they would try to figure out how to have three dates all in the same night, right? So they go to the movie, they go to the vending machine at the hotel, they go watch a movie, you get ice cream, whatever. And they, you know, so you can, because the mind doesn't really think in like timelines, it's like, oh, I've known this person forever because I've traveled from place to place to place. Um, so when you start running like multifaceted content, so they see a video of you, right? You're dressed this way. Then they see you dressed another way. Or you, they start seeing your promoted posts, like a piece of content that you're running to them on Facebook. Then all of a sudden they become more aware of you. So I'll give you an example of actually this at work. Um, it was really interesting. I've had a client for years and they had literally one segment of their business. They had not emailed this list in like five, six months, right? So I said, okay, so we need to sort of, they're going to start re-engaging with you. So he sends out an email, like the open rates kind of suck because, you know, in five, six months, people start like, like, where did the guy go? Did he end up homeless, right? You know, whatever it may be, right? Because this is an interesting marketplace. So he's, so we look at it, we're like, okay, we got to fix this. Started running engagement campaigns, videos, promoted posts, stuff from the fan page. What happened? The onslaught of ads actually led to a doubling the opt-in rate because they were, then what happened was is people were actually replying and saying, hey, it's great to see you back. I'm seeing your ads all over the place, right? <laughs> so that's funny because really you, you say all over the place and um, I hear that often from people whose uh, Facebook campaigns that you manage. They're like, I can't escape Matt's ads. <laughs> like they are everywhere and that's what you're really good at. And the thing is you're not even spending, you know, tons and tons of cash. It's just that you're targeting your audiences so powerfully so that when they're looking at these, it looks like, it feels like you're absolutely everywhere. Absolutely. And it works really well. So not only do I have some of those people um, on like, for example, an audience that has like promoted a launch for me, but they may have been on one of my other websites where I'm retargeting them straight from a website custom audience as well. I had um, a JV hit me up. He's like, this was like, and this has been going on for like a year and a half with this kind of targeting. He said, dude, he goes, I can't get away from your ads, just like you said. And I said, yeah, it's called a no escape campaign. It's impossible. And he actually messaged me, same guy messaged me the other day. He's like, dude, I need to talk about Facebook ads. By the way, I still see your ads like every day. Right. And so it's good for building a brand. It's good for building authority. And it's also really good for keeping attention because, right. I mean, the calendar really fills up in our market space. I mean, there was a day last year there were 21 new launches in one day yeah. like I can't even talk to all those people like you know to figure out what they're launching and everything I mean the calendar is just like mm, crazy. crazy yeah no it's absolutely insane and and also when you get it really targeted and you've got your audience um, in the the price actually gets quite a bit lower you can control things a lot more Oh, absolutely. And the other thing is, is that you will have people contact you directly. So instead of just engaging with your website and instead of just going there, they may hit you. If they, For example, say you're selling a product on how to like software, for example, or how to run Facebook ads. They may hit you up and say, look, I'm not really interested in buying another course. Can you do this for me? Or I'm not really interested in learning about launches. Can you just do this for me? I don't want to do it, dude. 
<laughs> and that's, yeah. the, that's the interesting thing as well, right? Mm, yeah. So we're talking, you know, you run a lot of campaigns for a lot of people in the industry now. Um, and a few people, not you, <laughs> a few people get banned from Facebook. So do you know how people can get, you know, avoid getting their accounts banned? Um, yeah, there's actually a couple of things. And one of the things that has happened with people is scaling up too quickly, right? So like say you have like a $5 a day ad campaign, right? And all of a sudden it's like $20 a day, like $200 a day, right? That's a big shift if you do that in four days, right? right? So yeah. they're like, you know, if you go from like $5 a day to $200 a day, Facebook goes, hey, wait a second. Um we need to find out about this because they want to make sure they get their money. But outside of that, the tricky thing with Facebook compliance, right, is they can't tell you. It's like a rep told me, one, uh, I was having a conversation with a Facebook rep, and they said, look, we know it when we see it. Like, if you think back to, like, the CPA campaigns for, like, weight loss we were seeing, like, a year and a half ago for um, the coffee bean, right? Mm. We were seeing like fruits and vegetables and different kinds of food, like in the shape of like human genitalia. Okay. Right. Yeah. That got a bit silly. And now in Facebook's defense, there is probably no one on the board that saw that one coming. Right. <laughs> they probably did do not have a policy actually against that. Right. I would bet until probably now. Right. And <laughs> they know it when they see it. Now they've had to actually pencil that one in. Mm. So they don't want to come out and say, here's what you have to do for compliance because the issue becomes, we know marketers will work around that. Right. So a couple of other things really quickly is uh, like negative ads, right? So Facebook, one of the things they want to do is they want to keep it as sort of a positive environment as possible, right? Mm -hmm. They it's, say, you know, it's one thing for you to say, um, how you can like easily create eye-popping, highly engaging videos that will engage your visitors from start to finish, right? right that's positive, but, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little long and it may not fit, but you, mm -hmm. I mean, they get the idea. That's different than saying, dude, your videos suck in like all caps, right? Right. Totally yep. different. <laughs> and so, you know, you don't want to do that. No, also the outrageous claims, right? Um, you know, we've seen a lot of this before in like sort of the product launch community in other spaces. Like, for example, if someone says, hey, you can make $10,000 a day with this method with free traffic, right? Or, um, you know, you take, you, you watch this, you watch in the next 30 seconds, I'm going to teach you to ha how to have Playboy bunnies stalking your house. You know, you can't make those kind of claims on Facebook. But, you know, outside of, like, that kind of stuff, one of the biggest mistakes is that when people are running traffic to their website, right, they don't have all the legal stuff in place. And this is really simple. You, you don't, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. I have watched a couple episodes of Law & Order. Outside of that, I'm not a legal expert. But the thing <laughs> is, you want to make sure you have privacy pages about us, like refund, terms of service, how, you know, like how the data is going to be used. I also add a disclaimer that basically, you know, is a long version of, hey, I'm not affiliated with Facebook, any of its networks or partners, blah, blah, blah. So if someone lands on that, they know it's not part of Facebook. So it gives, you know, Facebook a little bit of a warmer, fuzzier feeling before they, you know, throw the band hammer down on you. And I mean, nothing's perfect. I mean, 
you know, you can use all that. And if you're running traffic, you know, to illegal stuff, it's not going to help you any, but um, that's some simple stuff people can do. And right. So keep it, keep it positive, keep it reasonable. So it's not like totally um, outrageous claims and make sure that you are nice and legal and you're doing everything above board. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're not doing shady things, I mean, I know some people that do get banned though, and they're not doing anything shady, but sometimes just pushing the envelope a little bit because we're marketers, you know, you want to try and push it and just grab people's attention and stuff. So sometimes they'll just get fussy. But Oh, absolutely. And sometimes you have to push the envelope. And the thing is, is that even and sometimes your ads will either even ads will get declined or sometimes your at your account can get flagged because of some sort of automated reason. And you can appeal then contact Facebook. And many times, you know, it's, um, I remember one example on a, the ad side, I remember, I think it was Don Wilson that got an ad actually um, denied because it was a picture of a dog and it said, you cannot sell alcoholic products on Facebook. Obviously, there's a complete disconnect by whoever the Facebook rep was looking at that ad or they were thinking about having a drink. One or the other, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, that was, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a ludicrous example, but it actually happened, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, obviously appeal that and get it, you know, you know, uh, fixed, but yeah, I mean, you can get ad decline for whatever reason. And sometimes you just have to appeal and have a human actually, you know, sort of review it or address it with the Facebook rep. Right. So um, let's talk just a little bit about targeting. So because um, when you go and set up an ad, there's a whole lot of different options there. You can set it up for desktop, mobile, um, and, and all of that sort of thing. How do you set up your ads? Well, I like to target like sort of desktop right-hand side, desktop newsfeed, mobile right-hand side, and mobile newsfeed all separately. And the reason for that is, is that What's interesting is we get a lot of engagement, for example, on mobile, like so especially like if there's a big uh, product launch coming, we want to make sure we're hitting everyone's phones because you know what, like almost all the traffic now, everyone's checking their, their email, they're surfing the web on mobile. Mm -hmm. But one of the interesting things, like I saw, like for example, a client of mine, almost all his buyer traffic that came from his emails were all desktop because we were using tracking links and we look and it's almost almost all the buyers were desktop. So they would actually look at it and same audiences would actually look at it on mobile, but they wouldn't have time, for example, to watch like a 20 minute sales video mm -hmm. on their mobile phone. That makes so sense. They would have to wait until they get home. So, you know, so we would actually run like newsfeed ads of, Hey, this is coming. I have a cool bonus for you on the mobile side. And also on the desktop side, but also on the desktop, that's where we would direct link because what we don't want to do is necessarily hit them on that specific list because we had data that basically said they don't buy this stuff all on mobile, so we only direct link to like the offer when they were on their desktop. Mm, okay, that sounds tricky. So you have to set up like four different campaigns? Is that what you're saying? You can do just different ad sets, so everything's okay. just running separately. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can just create, you know, basically clone it and just do everything inside a power editor. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. That's easy enough. 
Yeah, and so, yeah, I don't try to make it complicated, but it's interesting seeing, like, the different behaviors. And every data set's different. So, mm. like, if you're, like, for example, someone in the dating market's going to respond differently than someone in the software market that's looking to buy a software that is going to help them optimize, I don't know, their Facebook ads, for example, right? Yep. So yeah. you've got to just track all that behavior. The big thing at the moment, have you had um, much experience with the Facebook leads? Because a lot of people are now sending people because you can capture leads with like the lead advertising thing. Have you played around with that much? Oh, you know, the really cool thing about that, now you can actually do the, um, use videos for lead ads, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the cool things about lead ads, especially with lead ads, is when you go after... Um, you can go after different marketers in the market, for example. So, you know, for example, some of the biggest known marketers, if you could actually capture emails from a list like Frank Kern, Brendan Burchard, Mike Phil Same, or Ryan Dice, how much is that data worth? Because you know those people spend a lot of money. Right. You can, so you can actually run your lead ads to specifically target those audiences and capture those leads right off of Facebook, add them to your autoresponder, or get them onto your go-to webinar, you know, sell, you know, sell them whatever you want. So it's really cool, and it's changing the way list building is done on a certain level. Because if you look back three or four years ago, the main way of list building was really you could do it with like blogs and SEO and paid traffic, but really like what solo ads, big media buys, that kind of thing. Instead, now with like flex targeting. So let me mention this really quickly. Mm -hmm. So flex targeting is really cool. So with flex targeting inside of Facebook, you can basically say, I'll go into Power Editor and say, okay, I want to target people who like Tony Robbins. Okay, cool. So everyone knows that probably that's listening to this. But also you can say, okay, if they like Tony Robbins and they like Frank Kern and they like Star Wars and they live in San Diego, right? You can... Now that, that is don't really make targeted. Be, yeah. Right. Now I'm and not they're sure. a certain age and they yeah. Yeah, right between the ages of 18 to 25 right. or 40 to 65 whatever and you can target that specific. So you can actually drill it down so you can customize your offer specifically for that highly targeted group of people. So it's making what was like you know, sort of big data sort of demographics five or six years ago available for like sort of everyone to really drill down so they can have super laser targeted ads and generate leads. Because if you know that person likes, you know, like Frank Kern, Tony Robbins and Star Wars and they live in San Diego, right? It's a totally different type of lead than one you're going to pick up, for example, off a YouTube video or off a of Twitter or off a, of, you know, your own custom audience more than likely or even mm -hmm. off a solo ad. So it gives you, so then once you have them in the autoresponder, you can write an email sequence specifically tailored to only those people. Yeah. And basically they're going to feel like you're talking directly to them. Yeah. No, they'll totally get it. You can do so much segmenting because then you can build in, you know, if you know that they like Star Wars, for example, you can build in a whole lot of analogies, marketing analogies to what, and you don't have to clearly state that that's why they're on the list, but you know, you actually just connect with them and they identify with you better. Right. I mean, you may say something like how to use the force in your uh, email marketing, right? <laughs> uh, we can have a whole lot of fun with that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So don't go to the dark side. 
<laughs> but they have cookies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So moving along, I know that like tons of people make um, mistakes with their Facebook ads. Um, and you've, you've caught out a few and every now and then you poke it over and you go, ha see what this person's doing. Do you reckon for these people, you could, um, for our people who are listening on the seven figure fairness podcast here, you could just go over a few mistakes that people can avoid when they're running ads. Well, absolutely. So a few mistakes I see people making. So you'll see them running like, for example, paid posts for like their e-com store or for their personal brand, like they're a coach or author, expert, speaker, whatever it may be. They'll start gathering comments in the thread, right? One of the easiest things you can do is simply reply to those comments. And if you don't want to reply to the comments, just have a VA go in, like, reply, like, reply, because people are chronically bored, right? Like, what, who was it? I think it was Henry David Thoreau that said, the massive men lead lives in quiet desperation, right? People are bored, you know. Uh, so they're looking for, and they're looking to engage, right? So that's why they're on Facebook in the first place. Well, yeah, I mean, so I mean, think about it, right? We're talking about so much automation coming to our society, where you'll take your automated car to the grocery store to pick and to check out at an automated teller, you know, and the robot answers the door when you go home. So people are looking for personal engagement. And, you know, now you go to dinner with people and you got to try to figure out a way to engage that conversation so they stay off their phone. So people want to feel engaged. They want to feel listened to. They want to feel like they matter. Mm -hmm. So replying to people, commenting, you know, engaging on conversations are absolutely one thing. And by not doing that, they feel ignored. And why should they further engage or pay attention to your ads when they actually respond and you do nothing with that? Um, another thing that people do are the ads like are so loud, like they like, it's one thing to get attention, right? Like I run some high attention getting ads as you know, but it's another thing to look like they belong on the Las Vegas strip. Right? <laughs> you know, we were told like probably maybe 12 months ago, maybe even two years ago that the way to get your ads clicked in Facebook is to make them stand out, garishly stand out. So, so people would get told to stick, you know, rainbow colored borders around it and, and, you know, just mismatch the colors, red and pink together. look awful. Um, so you're saying don't do that anymore. Um, it depends on what you're going for. Like, I like running attention, getting ads for some of my stuff, if, especially if I have to rely on getting attention over the course of the next month. Right. At the same time, um, that's a bit completely different model than most people are working on. So what they need to do is they need to blend in. They need to look more native. You need to figure. So a good example is, is that like people need to understand exactly what you're advertising. So, like if you're a speaker, for example, um, I like I tell like you know experts take a look and see does your po does your ad stand out as an ad? Because sorry, so one of the things that you want to do is make sure it doesn't necessarily look like an ad. Because if you think back, if you close your eyes and think back to a post you saw yesterday, can you remember if it was an ad or not? If you can't. And it could, can be confused from between a sponsored ad and someone actually posting it on Facebook under their personal brand, then, you know, that's a very good sort of native example for like a coach. Now, with that in mind, um, 
there are some sort of services that really aren't targetable on Facebook. I mean, I've sent you a couple of examples of these. I mean, I saw an offer the other day. A woman was actually coaching, was building a business, coaching women on how to run their businesses using their menstrual cycle. I'm not making that up. Remember it the was, ad? It was, it was horribly awful and scary. <laughs> and, I was, and I'm sitting here I'm thinking. I'm sorry like, if whoever did that is listening now, but oh, man. <laughs> here's the thing. is like they need to change their model because like I started thinking. I'm like, if she asked me, well, who do I target? I would be like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, that's it's like. Like who like says like that's how I want to run my business like I I don't know so there are some things that probably just um, don't work so like another example is like for example like in the like you look at like the ecom space or or even software how many times have you seen like an ad where instead you're really curious as to what it is but they use like a little tiny picture <laughs> yes right. I, I, I mean, like, and then you try to blow it up and you realize they took like, like a 50 by 50 image and <laughs> running it. It's like, dude, that doesn't, no, that doesn't work. No, it's going to be high quality. Oh, high resolution yeah. images. Um, if people want a good source of free royalty, free, um, royalty, free images that they can use for ads. I mean, they can go to unsplash.com. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a really good, I mean, those are free. Um, Yep, I yeah. found a new one recently called Pixabay that I've been using um, sometimes for some really great quality images. Um, you still have to be able to go and put the title over it. I think, what was the one that you just mentioned, Matt? Uh, Unsplash. Unsplash, uh -huh. yeah. Unsplash lets you actually put the text on it and stuff, doesn't it? I don't know if they do or no? not. Um, okay. But I mean, you can just drop it into Keynote or PowerPoint and take a screenshot and be done with it. I mean, it doesn't have to be super <laughs> high fancy. tech version. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but if you get like an ecom product, like a T-shirt mm. or like you know cufflinks, for example, or anything, um, just like make sure it's a high resolution image. I mean, that like and another thing is make sure they're not ugly links in the ad. Like, mm -hmm. so if I see your ad, I should be able to sort of remember it. If I don't click on it, because I can't tell you how many times this happens to me because I'm super ADD. So I'll see an ad. I'm like, I'm going to click on that. And I'm reading a post. I go to click on the ad and it's gone. But right. if I could have seen the domain, right? And it's you not like, go. yeah, right. And it's not like 7RBR549TRX.com. I'm not going to remember that. Or it's like, you know, this.com forward slash blah, 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 blah. Dude, no one's going to remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, so make sure you use like a simple link. Um, also, and this sounds really simple, make sure your pages actually work. <gasps> oh my gosh. Can I tell you what happened to me this morning? I found, I saw an article and it looked interesting and it was clearly an ad, but I thought, you know, I'm going to click it, clicked it. There was no page there. There was nothing there. And so I went back. I waited it for it to load again and I clicked it again and now here I am. This poor person has had to pay twice for this ad because I'm trying to access this article that looked interesting that I wanted to read and there is no page there. So, yeah, that sucked. Well, exactly. And I wonder how many times like people like will click on it then they'll see it on their phone and click on it and, you know. But anyway, so 
it'll drive people crazy. And then after they see, then after you get it fixed, they see the ad, they're like, God, oh, no, you got me the first time. You're not getting me again. <laughs> my time again. No. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I know these sound like really simple things, but we see these happening all the time. Another thing is not asking questions on your fan pages, right? Like mm -hmm. people want to engage. So like, if, for example, if you have a page in a specific niche, you can ask questions and based on those answers, you may get ideas, concepts, slogan ideas, whatever, to create t-shirts, necklaces, pendants, uh, you know, bracelets, whatever it may be that you can turn around and sell to those fans, especially if you see the same language appearing over and over and over again. Mm. But it also builds your engagement. So as you get likes, shares, and comments, right, it's going to help you build your engagement. You're going to pay a lower CPM for those ads. And then um, it's going to help you overall and it's going to help you actually get more engaged customers, right? What do, you do, what do you do if your audience is very, very small and you're just starting out and you end up posting questions and no one answers and there's just crickets? Do you have any um, for like getting people to actually start clicking and stuff? Um, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you can, you can promote that post to like a better audience. I mean, a lot right. of times it's just the audience, right? Mm. So... I've taken, like, for example, if you look, you may run an ad to one audience, and I mean, it's absolute tumbleweeds, right? Right. Um, on a recent affiliate um, campaign I was running, like, I mean, I was paying, like, something like, at the, when I, I start the campaign, right? I look at it initially, and it's like, eh. <laughs> I change the interest, change the audiences. Um, I went from basically paying 60 cents a click down to 15 cents in you know a matter of hours because there was a totally different engagement with the new audience so mm. it wasn't a fit for whatever reason but for me i like to fail fast because like i don't i i, I joke that i can't even spell seo because like <laughs> to me it takes like way too long right because i used to try to learn seo back in the days where you'd have to like all right so what you do is you post your backlinks you update this you do that and now you got to wait 30 days to see if you rank. <laughs> and uh, you've already forgotten that you posted that. You like, you how much stuff have you done in the last 30 days? <laughs> right, like 30 days from now, like it it might work. I don't know. I never waited 30 days to find cuz that was just it, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, I got to I got to put post-it notes around my house to remember to eat. I'm not going <laughs> to remember like I optimized my blog for as, you know, a seven word <laughs> SEO post or something like 30 days ago. That just exhausts me to think about. Right. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So uh, do you have any last, last final words of advice or anything else before we move on to that? Maybe do you have anything else that you can share about things that they shouldn't do with their ads? Um, well, I mean, the thing is be patient, but be patient fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, how? <laughs> be patient, but be patient fast. Right. Who, what was it? Um, anyway, I was trying to remember a quote and I can't write my, what, <laughs> um, Coach Wooden used to say, um, be quick, but don't hurry. But like, be patient right. fast, meaning this. It's like, think long term. You can make money with Facebook. You can figure it out. It will work for you. But at the same time, you need to constantly be testing your headlines, your ad bodies, your news feeds, your images. You need to be testing everything. So be patient. Know the payoff at the end of like 30, 60, 90 days or even seven 
But at the same time, you need to be testing things because sometimes even like the most ridiculous things will actually be like your best converter. I'll give you a prime example for a client um, last year. He's like, let's use my pictures in like the, the ads. I'm like, okay, let's do that. I said, I'm going to split test it. So I actually split tested his picture versus a cartoon of a random looking creature because I told, told the cartoonist, I said, draw something weird. Right. And so they did. So here's the interesting thing. The person that they knew, the picture that they recognized had half the click through rate of the cartoon. So then I went and because um, where they were located, right? I had a dr like grumpy looking bear, like an Australian drop bear actually drawn up, right? So I had the client saying, there's a bear around here. And it, I mean, like the bear in the sky are going back and forth, right? Right. It's completely, it was complete nonsense, right? <laughs> but it engaged that audience because it was a very specific audience of like 4,000 people and it got their attention. And, you know, I got, actually got a couple of Skype messages where, like, people are like, what are these ads about? They're so weird. I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I was going for. Awesome. Because, because over 30 days, like, if you know something's coming up in 30 days and you got to keep it, you've got to come up with things. Yeah, and keep the audience interested in actually connecting with you, which is what you're after, right? Engagement. And my brain's totally ADD and random. So <laughs> I know if it, typically if it'll help keep my attention, it should keep theirs. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Matt. Do you have anything? You're, you're pretty much sucked you dry of all sorts of information. <laughs> Thank you for your help. <laughs> Do you have any final words of wisdom? Um, that's pretty much, that's a pretty much, um, but as I said before, if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to Seven Figure Furnace. Thank you. Um, and if anyone wants to hit me up, I don't have a uh, website to give you or anything for Facebook stuff. It's something I do internally, but you can hit me up on Facebook at fbmat.co. That'll mm -hmm. take you straight to my personal Facebook profile. And you'll see a guy in a blue shirt, so that's how you'll recognize me. <laughs> or if you get totally stuck and you can't remember or find that, come over to sevenfigurefurnace.com and uh, look for the presentation with Matt Ford and leave us a comment there. Uh, he'll, I'll make sure that he sees it and that he comes over and says hi and gets in contact with you. Thank you so much for being here, Matt, and um, I'll catch up with you again soon. All right, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. All right, bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Seven Figure Furnace with Cindy Donovan. If you like what you just heard, please share our web address, wildfireconcepts.com, with your friends and colleagues. To catch our previous podcasts packed with more insight from self-made millionaire fire starters, check the archives on our website. This has been a Wildfire Concepts production. Join us again at our next edition of Seven Figure Furnace.